what they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas, Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. And joining me as always, he drops a better people's elbow than Snoop Dogg, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, tell me you saw that. I did see that. How, you got to feel bad for Shane McMahon coming in there only to blow out his quad moments later. Uh, but Snoop Dogg, he is—he uh, persevered. Snoop Dogg figured it out, and uh, and he—you know—he laid down uh, the uh, the SmackDown on uh, on the Miz. Yeah, let me tell you, Snoop is not one for trusting the ropes. Let me tell you that. No, he he didn't want to get hurt by running those ropes. He's never yeah. run. Snoop yeah, has never did. run the ropes in his life. And he was not trusting it, putting his faith in those ropes to keep him inside the ring. But I could tell when Shane came out, he was not in wrestling shape. And that was way too quick. Poor fella. Sorry for him. Yeah, blowing out your quads. Now we won't see him again. You know, he's going to be gone for eight months or so. You wonder how long, like, what, what his plan was. If it was a one-night-only thing and then, he, then he's gone again or, you know, what they would have done. Well, with the shape that he appeared to be in, I'm pretty sure it was a one-night-only thing. He figured he'd uh, come in, run for a little bit, and uh, do a splash and get out. But, ooh. My hope. Yeah, there was a splash. My hope would have been is that they would have, you know, he would have won the match yesterday. And then the sale happens. And then Monday night on Raw, Vince McMahon's out there saying that they sold the company to Ari Emanuel. And, Vince, and Shane comes out and says, there is a McMahon on the contract, but it's Shane McMahon <laughs> a la WCW back in the day. And Shane takes over. That would have been amazing. So, well, guys, it's great to talk to you. You can find us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, I'm not going to lie. This is going to be a wrestling-heavy episode tonight of Fight Night. WrestleMania is over. But, guys, that's not it. Yes, Brock Lesnar fought. Yes, Ronda Rousey fought at WrestleMania. Wrestled. They both won, actually. But the parent company, Endeavor, who owns the UFC, is now... The majority shareholder now owns the WWE. Eddie, everything in life is wrestling. It always comes up the way. We're watching the, the the final four, the championship game for the women on Sunday. And what does mm-hmm. uh, what does what does she do? Is it Autumn Reese, right? I don't remember her name. She drops. I just uh, know she said she drops. You a, you can't, can't see, me. see me on Clayton Clark, who actually did that to somebody else before. But it, this was wrestling is life. Wrestling is everywhere. It's like Seinfeld. Everything comes back to wrestling. I know. It it's was, crazy. It was incredible. Uh, you know, Jordan, you can call this the new world order of combat sports. You could. You could. Don't, don't you wish that that was actually the ticker they're going to go with, NWO, as opposed to TKO? Awesome, that would be amazing. That would be so awesome. Yeah. What if, would, but then that'd, that'd be giving too much credit to Eric Bischoff. Were you hoping, were you hoping that, uh, that Hulk Hogan was going to come out on Monday night and be like, there's a new world order, brother? Uh, what, what does he say? Because I know he messes it up the first time and they had to redo it. Remember? I just remember he said you can call this the new world order of wrestling, so that's, that's, that's why I said that. Yeah, it's, it's the second time. He, has, he had to say it twice because he says it wrong the first time. I'll have to go back and watch Bash of the Beach. Uh, 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 kind of like my open. Yeah, there you go. Well, well Eddie... Uh, I'm I'm tired, man. It, it was a long weekend. On Saturday, yeah. I might have spent, you know, it's spring is in the air. I might have spent like eight hours out in the yard getting it ready, oh. cleaning up, mowing, cutting down some more trees, trimming. It was an all-day affair. It was like eight o'clock, and I was like, oh my gosh, we're, we got to go get some dinner. I might have spent that much time watching wrestling. I mean, easily over the weekend. Uh, I will tell you, on Sunday night. No, just Saturday. Oh, yeah. Well, my wife was like, really? You're, you're going to watch wrestling? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's WrestleMania. It's, it's the granddaddy of them all. I, I've got to see what happens to Roman Reigns and Cody, uh, and, and Cody Rhodes. Come on, wifey. So, Eddie. He's got to. Did, uh, did, did the WWE did they fumble it? Should Cody Rhodes have won that match? Are you ever going to have a chance yeah. to put over, make Cody Rhodes? I mean, I, I saw Dave LaGreca talk about it on Monday. A John Cena-like figure in front of 85,000 people, like that was magic in a bottle going into that. You know, it could be that they missed the moment, but at the same time, it's not like the story's ever over in wrestling. It continues and it continues. And also, when you know exactly what's going to happen, it's not as much fun. Yeah. I mean, Cody was a huge, uh, huge, huge, huge favorite. 
Yeah. But I heard Bubba Ray say one thing that hit everyone uh, that was on the show really hard on Busted Open. He just asked simply, how would Dusty have booked the finish? And everyone agreed that Dusty would have had Roman Reigns winning. So I was like, whoa, that's heavy. Yeah, it's 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 all. I mean, he's you know, Roman says that Dusty called him his favorite wrestler ever. So, well, we, we will get into that, Eddie. Uh, before you go, hey, I told you this week. So, I told you at the choir concert that my family's in this Friday at the Long Center, Millennial Choirs and Orchestra. It's a great way to start your Good Friday. I'm gonna be there, Eddie. I'm gonna be singing. The wife's gonna be singing. Are you gonna Are you gonna be out of town? Or are you coming? I'm gonna be out of town, oh. man. I'm sorry. I would have loved to see you there. Come. If, you, if you're out there, come come see us sing. Come, come enjoy your Easter weekend. Come with us. Come hear Jordan sing, but tell me you guys aren't going to be dancing again. There'll be, a little bit of a, there'll be a little bit of movement. It's called I'm So Blessed, and uh, I am so blessed, and I'm going to be so blessed that I'm going to be moving around. So uh, come enjoy us at the Long Center this Friday night. So, Eddie, anything else we need to know about you before we uh, jump into it? Uh, if you know of an apartment in the Northwest uh, slash Lakeline area, one bedroom with a garage, Less than 1500 Give me a shout. You're moving to the Lakeline area? I'm looking to it, yeah. Eddie, we're going to be neighbors. much closer to work. Yeah, man. I mean, they're jacking up my rent. I'm like, well, if I can just move closer to work, the amount that I will save in gas, because I don't work from home. You want a room? The amount that I'll save in gas will offset the uh, rent. You want a room here at the house? Is there still a fox running around? There is. There's a fox. There's lots of animals. Yeah, I don't know about all that wildlife, dude. Yeah, that might be rough for you. You're out there with that green acres. Yeah, it's the chicken's still not laying eggs either, so... Uh, what the hell? All right, Eddie. Let's talk about it. Monday morning, it was official. We started hearing trickles of it on Sunday uh, afternoon that UFC was going to be, or excuse me, that WWE was going to be sold to UFC parent company Endeavor. On Monday, it was official. It's not going to be finalized until the end of the year. But this is big news. So Endeavor is creating their own company. They're going to spin off UFC and WWE. And they're going to create a new company to be determined later, to be named later. And it's going to really own the live kind of gate, live combat sports, not boxing, but wrestling and, and MMA. What do you think about it? Yeah. And if you don't know, Endeavor is a huge umbrella corporation. They have a bunch of things under their umbrella, including uh, Learfield, the college radio giant, IMG Sports, uh, professional bull riding. They do, have. do they have slap fighting? Is that under theirs? I guess they technically have power slaps okay. since they have okay, the UFC. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to take two of their... Um, entities. Two of their, yeah, their entities and combine them into one company that will still be underneath them. So company inside a company inside a company. Well, two companies. It's, it's a Russian doll thing. Um, and how much is this company going to be worth, Eddie? That's a great question. Twenty-one. Billion with the B with a dollars. B, folks. With a B, they're saying that uh, that WWE is worth nine point three billion of that, and then you got uh, and then you got the UFC just about you know twelve billion. Do you remember the UFC was just purchased back you know years ago, two thousand sixteen? UFC two hundred for four billion dollars. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago. That means man. it's tripled in price. The great news is Eddie is that because it's tripled in price. Fighter pay has also tripled in. Pro- oh wait, it has actually has. It is not got tripled. a record scratch sound effect. Yeah, no, it, it got to find one there. of those. No, um, man, it's hard to real think about, you know, how much all the cost cutting and things that they were doing kind of scraped by to, for Endeavor to make back that four billion. And we kind of just assumed, I guess not. Not it's not like it's on our mind every day, but we kind of just didn't assume that they had made it yet. And boy, were we wrong. Oh, no, I knew they made it. I mean, they made it in COVID. COVID, I mean, during the, during the pandemic, with all those shows they put on there and all the people that they got, these new fans, I mean, it, it was, I mean, they, they did gangbusters. And all the money that they didn't spend by traveling so much, and that's why they have so many events at the Apex, because they save so much money by not going on the road. Well, I mean, actually, I, I don't I know mean, how much of that. They're just pocketing I think the, all that. The real money is, is the media rights, right? It's, it's the ESPN right. yeah. Plus. It's, it's the media rights. That's where 75% of their money actually comes from is from the media rights. That's for the, the 75% of the revenue came uh, last year. Only 10% of it comes from live events. And, uh, and that's actually pretty even with WWE as well. Last year, they only did. No, I just mean that you well. don't have so much money going out to put on the live events. Sure. The overhead you know, there. That's uh, yeah. That saves a lot. Just having the future of fighting the UFC apex. 
Turns out they were kind of right with that new, uh, that new name, huh? Yeah. No, they are, uh, they are doing well there. So this new company, you have Ari Emanuel. He's going to remain as the Endeavor. And this new company, he's going to remain as their CEO. Vince McMahon uh, is going to stay on. And he is going to be the executive chairman of this new organization. And so, you know, he will. So that's better than the chairman? That is, is, that is better chairman? than the chairman. He's the executive chairman. Mark Shapiro. Is there going to be a chairman? Uh, I don't know. Mark, Chair, uh, Mark Shapiro is the president and COO of, uh, of Endeavor and the new company. Uh, and then you've got uh, Dana White will stay on as the UFC president. You got Nick Khan will stay on as the WWE president. And then you got a few other people in there as well. So pecking order, Vince McMahon ahead of Dana White. Technically, yeah. Kind of interesting. So Dana's gonna have to, but you know, Dana will not be taking any kind of uh, any kind of directions from. Did you not Vince see McMahon. what Vince McMahon looks like today when he was uh, when he was on CNBC and all these interviews? If he has that oh, kind dude, of hair I, and that mustache, get into this later. that is a man of authority, Eddie. He will take any advice from uh, from Vince McMahon right there. He looks simultaneously like a cartoon villain and a sexual predator. Oh my gosh! And honestly, he's kind of both at the same time in real life. Yeah, it, it definitely. Oh yeah, I mean that, that's true. Uh, Vince McMahon on Monday, he they, they CNBC released an interview. It sounds like he they recorded that prior to WrestleMania because at one point they yeah, said it looks like he did a set or something. Yeah, he yeah. said at WrestleMania, this thirty nine on tomorrow. Uh, but you know, he he came in. Him and Ari Emanuel did this interview. They talked about what was happening um, in general. I mean, Eddie, let, let's talk about the pros and cons, right? Of what you think is good, what you think is bad about this uh these this news yeah well let's we can start off with the most obvious thing and that's the cross promotion between the brands you know this week at ufc 287 you're probably going to see advertisements for wwe backlash or or wrestlemania backlash sorry whatever they're calling it now i haven't watched raw yet but you'll probably see uh some promotions for ufc 287 you know so that's definitely not a bad thing and as we all know, Dana has always been reticent to have much of a much to do or have wrestling have much to do with UFC because he doesn't want those lines blurred. So you best believe that he'll be paying close attention to that still. Though that's not going to help the conspiracy theories theorists. Yeah. Now it's not like many of the fighters have been on like things like PBR, or Endeavor has done much to uh, enhance the brands of the fighters that weren't at the tippity top of the UFC, but. Is that part will probably continue, so maybe the biggest names you'll maybe see in attendance at each other's events. You'll probably see Ronda and Brock crossing over a lot to uh, maybe sit in the crowd. Who knows? Let's see, the entertainment level of the UFC ought to be raised. That's one thing that they really did need help with. Did you see the set, the stage at WrestleMania? Holy cow. That was amazing. I don't, you know, so I think, I think, the production, you know, the value of the production should, should will go up. But, I, I mean, I still don't think that the UFC is going to be doing these elaborate entrances, right? And, and I'm not even so sure that they're going to cross-promote it as much as, as you think of having people in the crowd of Ronda and Brock at, at a regular basis or, like, Izzy show up at, uh, at Monday Night Raw. I, I would hope not, right? I mean, I think that those are things that we want to make sure that, uh, that we're not, I think not, not just blurring those like lines. I think they'll just have sitting, like, the front row, like, they, you know, just show, like, the local team sitting in the front row, but hopefully not jumping the barricade like Travis Kelsey at WrestleMania or Gronk. That's, that's something that I'm pretty sure Dana will put the kibosh on. Yeah, no, I think especially with the, the lines of like um, gambling and predetermined fights. I mean, that, that's a thing that I'm sure is on their mind. They got to be real careful with that. Uh, I, I think we talk about the, the TV deal. I think that's going to be a positive, right? Uh, you would think that this is going to be a huge deal now. Uh, Nick Khan on Monday in an interview with Axios, he said that uh, the WWE and the UFC are going to pursue separate media right negotiations uh, for linear TV. So that's broadcast TV. Uh, but there could be an opportunity to pursue a combined streaming deal. Uh, I would bet, though, you know, I don't think Raw is going anywhere. Raw is going to stay on on USA. USA, that's a flagship. USA is going to do whatever they can to keep it. Uh, and it's just like kind of Raw and SmackDown. They, they did two separate licenses. SmackDown went to Fox. I would still think that they would try to do separate because you're going to make the most amount of money if you sell them separately. Right. And with um, USA being part of NBC Universal, that could lead to WWE staying on Peacock. I know the UFC would love to stay on ESPN, but my money is on Amazon or Apple throwing a ton of cash at them. You know, Amazon's been dipping their toe into uh, Thursday night football. Oh, I do know that. Yeah, and a little bit of uh, college football, too. Maybe, what, the Pac-12? 
Uh, Apple is trying their hand at MLS uh, poorly, but both of them have all the money in the world. And if you don't think that they're going to be throwing that cash around to get some of WWE and all of UFC, you're crazy. It could be huge, like Texas to the SEC, huge. Yeah. I think good news, I think Paul Levesque is going to be uh, staying on. They, they announced that he will stay as the WWE's chief content uh, officer or executive. So I think those are all good things that are happening. So Vince said that he would still have his hands in the uh, the, uh, the top part, a little bit of the creative. Yeah, he said main, yes and big no. Things. He said not, not in the weeds. But, and, that, and that could be the con, you know, one of the cons still having Vince McMahon on there. That kind there. of showed itself this weekend. Yeah. Um, obviously, the money side, you know, I think that's a challenge. UFC fighters are still are not making 3X, uh, what right. they, even though the value of the company is 3X. I know fighters aren't. Uh, so that's one and of And when the, you see that, uh, what, their, um, what the valuation is and how, you know, Francis Ngannou, he just asked for, like, fighters' health insurance, and they let him walk over that, you know? I mean, he asked for more things, but that was one of the small things that he asked for. And they let him walk. And now all of a sudden, what, you've got $12 billion, we can't get insurance? That's definitely a con. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, you know, one of the cons, you know, WWE people are, are independent contractors. UFC fighters are independent contractors, right? They're not, they're, um, they're not employees, although they seem to be employees because how they work is, is very much like an employee. Uh, we'll see kind of what happens with the, you know, how we support and how I mean, you talk about health insurance, but just kind of what's in, what's happening, what's going to happen with these guys. Well, you better believe that Endeavor is, is going to have even more money now to spend lobbying against the Ali Act. Yeah, well, they're also going to have that money because they're going to be cutting a lot of people uh, who are doing multiple the same jobs, right? So uh, the UFC, yep. they told people, the UFC, hey, you're going to stay on for a while, and then you know, then some people they they lost their jobs after a while. And that's well, sure going to happen. Poor social as well. media people are going to be doubled up. I swear. Yeah, no, that that's that's true. So they're going to be obviously, uh, you know, trying to recoup some of that money back uh, as part of that sale. The other thing I would say, uh, I don't. You mentioned Peacock. I hope that the WWE doesn't change in the, in their pay per view model, right? I, I love being you know having Peacock and being able to watch that. Uh, I've seen UFC uh, pay per views go up every single year since Endeavor purchased them. So uh, that makes me that makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah, I think that's – I'm not sure how much of that has to do with them or, or maybe just the fact that they left it all to ESPN and let ESPN raise the prices. Um, but hopefully this will mean that maybe the WWE uh, pay-per-views will be going back to Saturdays and not, or going back to Sundays and not competing with UFC on Saturdays because that's been pissing me off. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Hey, you know what? We, we actually talked to somebody who was there. Let's, let's talk to somebody who was there, Eddie. Stu Myrick, he was in – Las Vegas or in Los Angeles this weekend. Let's actually let's bring him in. Let's get his take on this as well. All right, joining us now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline, Stu Myrick here to talk all about. Let's Stu, let's talk about March Madness. Let's talk about uh, women. No, we're not talking about any of that. We're talking WrestleMania, the sale to Endeavor. Stu, are you back in Texas yet? I literally just got back uh, just a little over an hour ago. Ooh, good timing. Well, we appreciate you making time for us. So, obviously, the big news, Stu, uh, Endeavor, the parent company of the UFC, has purchased uh, the, the WWE. They're, they're going to make a new company, UFC and, and WWE. Kind of, what's going on? Why is this happening? Why, why are you? Why are we hearing about this now? Well, it's you know, it's really funny. So, we we heard, we saw something. I think CNBC put out a story. Literally hours before night two of WrestleMania. In fact, it was so funny. I had gotten to SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. I'm standing there, I'm just, and we're just waiting for the you know me, uh, the media doors to open and everything. And I have my good friend John Alba, who does uh, the Ad Free Shows podcast with Eric Bischoff and Matt Hardy. He used to work in sports media in Florida, and he is walking by on the phone talking about that story that leaked that. There was, you know, a WWE was in advanced talks. And all of a sudden, so we start looking up. Sure enough, they're in advanced talks with Endeavor. And uh, and then, of course, this morning woke up and the deal's done. Uh, this came about, you know, the, the, they opened, you know, WWE opened itself for purchase several months ago. Vince McMahon came back after leaving the company amid the sexual sexual uh, misconduct allegations, paying for, you know, uh, paying hush money to some uh, for extramarital affairs and such. 
Uh, he's back in a, he was back in an executive chairman to facilitate the sale as well as the media rights because their media rights with both NBC Universal and Fox expire next year. So that negotiation period is is I guess underway. And you know when they said that it's for sale, we came up with the different you know company Endeavor, uh, NBC Universal, Disney was in the mix. There was talk, there was the rumor a couple months ago about the the Saudi, you know, Saudi fund that owns Liberty Media, possibly buying them, which that would have been a, you know, that would have been a, a sour note. And then it kind of died off a little bit. And we heard little, you know, rumblings here and there. And now here we are, Endeavor is going to put UFC and WWE together into one company. Uh, the deal is expected to be completed in the second half of the year. And then here we go. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, it's, it's exciting. And and what do you think is going to be the biggest impact for, you know, WWE and UFC? We've talked a little bit, Eddie and I, about how, uh, you know, they could coexist together. And obviously the, the, the stock price, but like the on-air product is there any synergies that we're going to see or anything that's going to happen from uh, from this sale? It's just kind of you thinking your idea. You know, I've been thinking about that. I, you know, I mean, obviously the, the most obvious thing would be seeing, for instance, seeing UFC fighters on Raw or SmackDown. Uh, at the same time, seeing WWE superstars on the UFC pay-per-view. Um, I think probably one of the big advantages is WWE wants to uh you know kind of be very global they're doing they're doing um WrestleMania backlash in Puerto Rico they're gonna have money of the bank in London they already have the, the shows in Saudi Arabia and I think they want to expand that and do more shows overseas in fact uh we were in the press conference after WrestleMania last night with Triple H and he mentioned that they are looking to go as global as possible. And I think that's where Endeavor is going to help because of what they've done with UFC, with all the cards that are all over the world. I think that's what they want to do with WWE. Now, Stu, do you think wrestling fans will be will care about this or be as opposed to it as I hear a lot of fight fans are? A lot of UFC fans look down on wrestling because it's quote-unquote fake fighting. But do you think wrestling fans care as much about it as uh, Eddie? It's not fake. Fans? It's predetermined. Okay. You don't didn't use see the F word, <laughs> man. Hey, I know better. We, we don't use the F word. You're right. Um, you know, it's funny. So I would say your average WWE fan won't care. They don't. You know, as long as, as long as it doesn't, you don't see a change. They're not going to notice. Um. Wrestling fans, I think they're going to take a wait-and-see approach because we don't know what, again, we don't know what it's really going to look like. And there's, there's, you know, there's been a lot of speculation. I mentioned the media rights. So right now, WWE streams all of their premium live events, what used to be called pay-per-views, on Peacock with NBC Universal. Does that change after the new media rights deal is signed? Do they go back to the pay-per-view, you know, I hope uh, strategy? Or yeah, as long as they, they go back it, to Sundays. Or do they go or they do they keep the streaming? That you know, that's to be determined. We have heard that uh at least in the near future, no, they are gonna stay with the WWE, you know, whether it's Backlash, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, whatever, they're gonna stay on Peacock. So at least in the near term, that's that's there. Uh, but as far as wrestling fans, as long as they as long as they don't change the presentation, and look, we've heard that uh, Endeavor has a lot of trust in Triple H at, as head of creative. They even love what Stephanie McMahon did. So I'm wondering if maybe Stephanie comes back in some role. You know, she stepped down as CEO when her father reassumed uh chairman of the board duties mm -hmm. but i i don't think that it's going to matter too much to the average wwe fan or even even wrestling fans that consume wwe aew ring of honor new japan whatever 
Eddie, I, I think UFC you know, fans are. I think UFC fans are. There's a there's a much bigger crossover than than people want to admit, right? That of, of well, UFC yeah. fans that like WWE. I mean, you look, so you see you see some of the WWE superstars. You know, Undertaker goes to UFC all the time. Uh, you see um, uh, uh, Keith Lee, who now in AEW, he was he was at the UFC pay per view that Eddie and I was at in Dallas. It's there's going to be a little bit of crossover and, and look, I get that, you know, UFC fans, they look down on WWE and Eddie, all that or, good stuff. Stu, UFC fans, they're, they're closeted WWE fans. That's, that's the truth. Well, Hey man, wrestling is how I got into UFC. Yeah, me too. I want to see what it was like. If it was a real fight, it was a natural but transition. You have to, but, but you have to look at what, the WWE influence on UFC for entrance, entrance music. Entrance videos. UFC didn't start that. WWE did. And they actually had some and, pretty good graphics at this last pay-per-view for the main event. Or like that, that pay-per-view, the UFC San Antonio. Yeah. So, see, yeah. that's the thing. There are, you know, there have been some things that Dana White has borrowed from WWE. It's, you know, so whether fight fans want to admit it or not, there is some synergy between WWE and UFC. You know, here's one thing I noticed listening to the interview with uh, Ari Emanuel and Vince McMahon. Several times I heard them say it's good for the shareholders, but not once do I remember them saying it's good for the fans. What do you think about that, Stu? Well, because, I mean, unless something drastically changes, they've already got their fans. UFC fans are going to watch UFC pay-per-views, fight nights, whatever. WWE fans are going to watch the premium live events, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. So, again, it's yeah, kind of they kind we of got about, we can, They kind of talked about earlier. That's what we talked about earlier. The, the, the presentation that we see on television probably isn't going to change much. And so, of course, you know, they, they'll have their fans. But as far as the shareholders, uh, I think the CNBC report – that it says it uh, with this deal, the value of WWE is at nine point one billion with a B. And remember, I think there was uh, there was talk about a month or so ago. Vince said he wouldn't sell it for less than nine billion. Well, there you go. Here's nine point one right there. Yeah. Hey, you think they're going to name it the Hurt Business, and that's why they broke up Bobby Lashley's faction? No. I don't think Ed, Eddie's been trying to push that. I saw, nice Eddie, I saw Eddie post that online. Eddie, Eddie likes his own joke so much that he's been trying to push yeah, it man. anywhere. That's a good one. All right. Don't hate. Just because uh, you're boring. Uh, all right. All right. Well, Stu, anything else? Tell, tell, what did we miss, right? What did we miss from uh, that we didn't see backstage? Uh, give us a couple of just nuggets of insights. Uh, did, you, uh, did you hang out with Roman after the, after the, uh, after the match? Did you, go, did you go to the after party with them? Did you go to the hotel? Tell, tell me something <laughs> I, I want to know. <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. No, of course not. Um, you know, I will say, as far as the presentation, uh, WrestleMania was a home run. That stage at SoFi Stadium, that's probably one of the best WrestleMania stages. Um, I compare it to... I got to go to WrestleMania 33 in Orlando and the set with the roller coaster and the globe and everything. That was really impressive. This one was equally impressive. And I will tell you. So uh, there were there were select of us that were able to go to the press conference. And so after the next to last match, they would gather us up and take us down to the stadium floor. And so we got to stand basically on in front of the left side of the stage. If you're looking straight on. And so we're standing there, and I'm looking at the stage. It is a math is massive, so incredible. They did such a good job, and the entrances on both nights. I mean, they were oh, yeah. just fantastic. From from ex-con Dom, dude, that killed me. That killed me so much. You know, with the cops. Which, by the way, one of the cops is a independent pro wrestler out of Texas, Edge Stone. Um, you know, Ray's, Ray's entrance with Snoop Dogg and coming out to Eddie Guerrero's music. That was really cool. Uh, of course, Brood Edge. Uh, you know, there was so many of them. And I was course, sad we Cody didn't see Gangrel or Christian. I'd heard a rumor that uh, they were trying to get Christian in there from uh, on loan from AEW for that one. 
Well, and then we had heard that Gangrel was going to be in Los Angeles, and there was the talk that maybe he comes out. It didn't happen. Um, I was disappointed. I, but when I heard when I when I started to hear the rumors about Christian, I was going, "That's probably not going to happen." Um, but it was still they were still very impressive, uh, and I was I was I mean it was a it was a fun two night deal that just you know it was it was they did a good job are you exhausted and will you wake up before wednesday <laughs> well i gotta wake up because we gotta do we gotta do sports guys talking wrestling uh we live stream on on youtube and twitch on tuesday night so we got i gotta wake up in time for that uh, but it, and it's so you know because i've been on the west coast so to our time difference i gotta you know i gotta feel i'm probably gonna be up late tonight just because i won't be able to fall asleep so quickly so we'll see i don't i yeah oh well uh i'll try to get some rest here and there there you go wednesday warfare you can catch Stu uh with justin the smash simmons you can follow him at Stu myrick on twitter uh, also sgtwatx guys this is uh, this is fight night on 104.9 the horn and we're gonna do an online exclusive uh so if you're listening right now on the horn, uh, stay tuned. We're going to talk the news. If you're online, we're going to break down a few of the events from last weekend. Guys, thanks so much. We will be right back. All right. Thank you, uh, Stu Myrick, Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. Eddie Cross, you joined Sports Guys Talking Wrestling last week. And uh, gave your picks. I saw that. That was awesome. Uh, I but did. And I, I'm proud to, to announce that I tied Hall of Fame Stu with our picks. So, yay me. Yeah. I beat Justin. Tied Stu. Let me tell you, Stu is a wrestling encyclopedia. So, if you know anywhere near as much as he does, uh, first off, find something else to do. <laughs> Secondly, congrats. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would say that uh, it was great. It was great hearing from Stu, but there was also fights over the weekend. Bellator, PFL, Gamebred Boxing. Uh, there was a boxing match as well. So let's start right at the top. Uh, Friday night, you had Bellator 293, Pachanga, Temecula, California. Eddie, we, you ever we been said there? It, I have been to, I have been to Temecula. Uh, we said it on the fight card. Uh, it lives out to be true. Um, not the most exciting nights. You did have Daniel James defeat Marcelo Gohm. He did call out Ryan Bader. Um, yeah. Lynn Vassell is going to be next. Um, but maybe, maybe Daniel James is, is going to, you know, earn his way to title shot. There's not many people in Bellator for him to, uh, for Ryan Bader to, that I really need to see him fight against. So yeah, yeah, yeah Daniel James, you, you punched your ticket, I guess. Maybe solidified himself as the number two contender. Um, I've heard him referred to as 1B. So whatever, hey, good luck. Great job, Ryan Bader. Uh, his time might be coming. Yeah, one, one of those days, it definitely is going to come. Uh, but then you had the women's featherweight matchup. You had uh, Katzengano uh, defeat Leah McCourt. Not a, I mean, it was a unanimous decision. It wasn't the most exciting fight. Uh, doesn't make me feel confident in, in Katzengano going up against uh, Chris Cyborg. And if you listen to Scott Coker after the fight, I mean, he did say like that they have a matching period. Like Chris Cyborg technically not under contract right now with Bellator, but they do have a matching period. Uh, and so you would hope that uh, Katzengano, I mean, there really is nobody else to fight in that division. So uh, it's probably going to be her, but doesn't give me the confidence that uh, I, I saw what I needed to see from Katzengano. Yeah, and unfortunately for Kat, I would much rather see Cyborg uh, head to PFL to face Kayla Harrison than face Katzengano. Now, Kat deserves that matchup. She's, she's waited. She's fought through people. But if, they don't have, if it doesn't happen quickly... We need to see Cyborg in PFL this season, yeah. this year at some point. Agreed. I think yeah. that's actually a great idea. Uh, John Salter also got a win. Uh, I, th I think that's really Bellator 293. And retired, yeah. Yeah, he, he did retire. Looking over at PFL season uh, first episode, Brendan Lofton defeats Marlon Marais. Eddie, I, Marlon Marais, <laughs> he, he needs to move on. I don't know what he does next, but I don't love it for him. Yeah, he's not even that old, but he is on. He's had such hard times, and Brendan Lockdane just chopped him down with the leg kicks. It was pay, it's painful to watch when that happens to someone. 
Marlon Marais is like now old lost. school Jose Aldo's type. Yeah, the last win that Marlon Marais has is actually over Jose Aldo, and that was that split decision win that Aldo actually got a title shot after the loss because everyone thought that Aldo actually won that fight. But going back to that, you know, you have the Henry Cejudo win for the vacant UFC ban, which he so Henry Cejudo knocked him out in the third round, and then that fight against Aldo, and then he lost to Sanhagen, to Font, to Devalshvili, to Song Yidong, and then in PFL twice. Uh, Shaman Rice and Brendan Lofton. So, I mean, this is this is a tough run. And if you look back to that, TKO, TKO, KO, TKO, 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 and then the, the TKO to Henry Cejudo. When Marlon Marais loses, it's it's a brutal way to go out. So I, I feel bad like we, to say, hey, you need to do something else. But, man, it's, it's not what I yeah. want to see. And it was a tough night all around for UFC vets as Tiago Santos lost. Um a decision. Tough seven Christoph days. Yotko. Tough seven days for the oh. uh, uh, Santos Kunitikaya family out there. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Christoph Yatko, he lost. Um, but Impa Kasangane did win. Yes. He opened up the card with a unanimous decision. I don't, I don't know yeah. if he... I was PFL the is not a soft landing spot. Yeah, it's, it's, it hasn't UFC been great. Vets. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. a little bit about PFL later. Uh, They've shown that they are not third tier. Yeah. Uh, Gamebred Boxing, Eddie, that was... Uh, what did you think of Gamebred Boxing out there? Anthony Pettis defeating Roy Jones by majority decision. Honestly, I didn't see the last two fights. Okay, well... Yeah. It was late. I'm old. I don't know what happened. But I know that uh, both went to the decision, which is disappointing. Hoping to see some uh, some TRT, belt, uh, TRT Vitor uh, knockout. Maybe some... Uh, you know, Jacare Boxing isn't the thing you want to see him do. Yeah. So that was always kind of a weird thing. Uh, Josie Aldo looked good. Got a draw, the, though. Majority draw. Yeah. yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, I thought Pro Gonzalez beat Gina Mazzani, but Mazzani got the decision. That was weird. Uh, then you had the uh, win versus Nguyen, and one of the wins won. Yes, the one was the winner. Uh, Anthony Pettis. So yeah. he, how big was Anthony Pettis? Did you see that like, coming into this fight? Um, yeah, he did look a little fluffy. I don't know. I didn't see the official the weigh-ins. Uh, but he, uh, you know, he definitely put on that weight before that. So he gets the win. Uh, now Vitor Belfort's out here talking about he wants to fight Anthony Pettis because he said that he was supposed to fight Roy Jones Jr. I've heard about Aldo uh, fighting, uh, you know, being the mix to fight Floyd at some point as well. Now, that will be fun. Yeah, I definitely sign up to watch that one. Uh, how about let's but just... You know, I, yeah. I hear that there weren't too many people in attendance there at the Fiserv in uh, Milwaukee. So this might have been the most pirated fight card of the year. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, let's talk uh, Anthony Joshua versus Jermaine Franklin. Ultimate uh, unanimous decision for uh, for Joshua there. Yeah, Joshua finally gets back on the winning track, but it wasn't impressive. It wasn't great to watch. He got stung a few times, but he's back on the winning track, and he's calling out uh, Tyson Fury, maybe Deontay Wilder. We'll see how it goes, but he might be on the downside of his career now. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, is this the time for uh, Francis Ngannou to try to strike a fight with uh, with Anthony Joshua? Well, apparently he's uh, deep in talks with Deontay Wilder, so that would be really fun. You want to talk about the most knockout power in the history of the world. That would be great. But uh, Joshua, Fury, which, uh, Wilder, whichever one, none of them have fights lined up yet. So please, someone fight Francis Ngannou. Let's make this worthwhile and show these fellas that they have somewhere else to go besides just UFC slash Endeavor slash TKO slash WWE. Oh, man, I was going to say, business, let's get that fight call. over with. Let's get Francis's boxing fight over so he can come back to the UFC and he can fight John Jones. Hey, if they're going to pay him, fine. Oh, he, he's going to lose, so his money will be down, so it's not a big deal at all. He got, he got his big paycheck. He got his no, paycheck they pay from boxing. Him to come in. No, but yeah, yeah. He, and then his, his, his negotiating power will be down, and he'll gladly take that $8 million, and he'll say, I asked for uh, health insurance. No, just, just health insurance for me. I'm good with that. All those demands <laughs> out the window because he, he has no more leverage no, but, after he loses. I still want to see him go to uh, Bellator and PFL and collect some different belts. Oh, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere yeah, else. Yeah. So. And then come back to UFC. All right. All right, guys. All within like two years. All right, we're coming back. We're talking uh, all the news right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. We will be right back. It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up? 
Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm Eddie, that's Jordan. And real quick, Jordan, SNL was back this weekend with uh, Quinta Brunson from Abbott Elementary. And let me tell you, this is one of the better shows of the season. Her monologue about teachers and teacher pay was great. The road raid sketch, that was just hilarity. The pure cocaine thing in the bathroom, great. Couples goals, you might, you might have, uh, understand that one more than me. But Michael Che telling the audience not to laugh at Colin Jost's joke was a great April Fool's joke and tore him up inside. Oh, my gosh. Seeing uh, Colin Jost and, and how he reacted to it, yeah, that, that was yeah. definitely rough. So That was great. But on with the news. Former UFC title contender Darren Till has, made, has given us an update on his fighting future. What's up with that? Yeah, so Darren Till put out a video on his Twitter saying that he's going to be going to boxing next. That, that's his plans, at least. Uh, in an interview with one of his sponsors, he said that uh, he has been contacted by other MMA promotions, but feels that might be a little bit disrespectful to, uh, to the UFC since he asked them for this release, saying, hey, he wanted to go box. Uh, but he did say that uh, you know, if Bellator or PFL and gave him an offer that he couldn't refuse, he would take it and he would join the MMA promotion uh, he says that Bellator, or excuse me, PFL and One have both already come at him with offers. He said, "Come back and, uh, and give me some bigger ones." Uh, he is interested. In, it also in, looked like he was only left the UFC to fight lower competition. Yeah, that, well, that's true. Uh, but I think he said that like he can't keep up with the guys in the in the UFC right now. Uh, at least Dana White said that. Uh, he's also interested in boxing guys like Logan Paul or uh, Logan Paul's contract. I think ended at WrestleMania, so he, you know he could always resign. Uh, but he also likes the idea of uh, of Tommy Fury too. Well, everyone's going for those uh, those big paydays, but uh, very few will get them. And I don't think Darren Till is, any, is in any position to be that guy, unfortunately for him. Now, uh, someone who could have been in position if he were bigger, Sean O'Malley has decided not to serve as the backup for UFC 288. What's up with that? Yeah, so Sean O'Malley on his show, he said that he was considering being the backup fighter for Henry Cejudo against Aljamain Sterling at UFC 288 in May. Uh, but he's come out and talked about it. He, he, this is what he said. He said, I was planning on being the backup uh, for Henry Aljo. Uh, now we're at the point where it is so like going to go do a camp, five five-minute rounds. Planning on a fight is hard enough to do, knowing you have a fight. But knowing you're probably not going to fight, I can't train the same way. And I don't feel like I'm in a position where I'm like, well, it's my only opportunity. I need to be a backup. Uh, so he got to the point where he's like, no, I'm not doing it. If one of those dorks pull out, reschedule it. Uh, a, I like the word of his, the use of the word dorks, uh, but I dorks, think O'Malley's yeah. right on, right? He's currently ranked number two. Uh, I think for all purposes, we believe that he's going to get the title shot after the uh, Cejudo Aljo fight. Uh, so there's no reason for him to uh, prep for a fight, you know, maybe get the fight last second, not know who you're fighting against uh, and then not be at your best. And then you have to go to the back of the line. If it doesn't work out, just wait and get your chance and then get a full tra- training camp. Uh, he does not need to go be the, uh, the backup fighter for this. Yeah, you especially don't want to be the backup and have a uh, short notice fight against wrestlers of that caliber. No, yeah, that's not something that's good for your future. Now, Dustin Poirier may have his eyes on a post-fighting career, Jordan. What's up with that? Yeah, so no fight announcements yes, yet for, uh, for Poirier, but we do know that Dustin is going to be making his analyst debut this Saturday at UFC 280, what is it, 7? In, uh, in Miami, he's going to be joining Din Thomas and, and Michael Eaves on the, uh, on the analyst desk to talk about the fights. And, uh, and you know, who knows? Maybe he's going to mix it up. Maybe, maybe Colby's going to be in the, in the audience, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll see Dustin get into it. Uh, but he will not be doing any, any thug jitsu this weekend. What's the over-under on whether or not he will have a bottle of his hot sauce on the table? Uh, over 100, 100%. <laughs> All right. And real quick, former UFC heavyweight champion Tim Sylvia is coming back somewhere. What's up with that? Yeah, so Sylvia has joined the Slap Fight Championship. He's competing on April 22nd in Oklahoma City in the main event of Slap Fight. Is that two or was it 25? I'm not sure. Uh, in a super heavyweight fight against Bulldozer. Now, Sylvia, he retired from fighting back in 2015, uh, citing having received enough damage and not being able to get licensed. Now, obviously, a lot of people are taking issue right with the return, uh, questioning him on Twitter. Tim actually replied to Ben Rothwell, and he said he took an MRI 
His head is clear, but his knees won't let him run and do cardio, and he can't make the weight. So that's why he is doing uh, slap fighting and not fighting. Uh, if you remember, though, in 2020, Sylvia's family, they started a crowdfunding campaign to pay for an arm surgery. They said that the UFC turned down his request to pay for the complications that came from uh, a broken arm that came against Frank Mir. Uh, Tim Sylvia, ha- he won his last fight 11 years ago, though, uh, against Randy Smith at Neff Fight Night in three in, uh, in Maine. And if you haven't seen his announcement, um, he looks like he ate Tim Sylvia. Yeah, he's a big boy. So, All right, yeah, Eddie. Super heavyweight for a reason. Let me hit you with some new fights. A couple in UFC. We got Tim Means versus Alex Morono. Eo Potero versus Carlos Olberg. Brian Battle versus Gabe Green. David Dvork versus Matt Schnell. Dan Ige versus Nate Landwehr. Uh, he, was in, he was in San Antonio. Uh, and well, then how about this one? Josh Emmett. Versus Ilya Topuria. That is a Ooh. fight. That's going to be a great main event. That's happening in April. Where's that then, one going to be? That's, I think it's in Vegas. Uh, and then and uh, over at Bellator, Corey Anderson versus Phil Davis. Eddie, that's new fights. That's what's up with that. Guys, you're listening to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Hornfm.com. We will be right back. Until next time. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. Eddie, the champ is here. Alex Pajera versus Izzy, Israel Adesanya, UFC 287, the American Airlines Center, I think it is, in Miami, Florida. Eddie, I am pumped, man. This is going to be, this is a great fight card. You got Pajera versus Izzy in the main event. You got Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal. Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. Kevin Holland versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Uh, Raul Rosas Jr. versus Christian Arias. I don't know why it's on the main card. You got Kelvin Gastelum yeah, versus Chris Curtis. Overall, man, this this is going to be a fun night of fights. I believe it will be, man. Um, anytime Izzy's on the fight card, you know it's going to be a good one to watch. But him and Pajeta, I mean, their rivalry goes back. And the story of the last fight, oh, my God. You know Izzy has been training and just – it's got to be nonstop. It's got to be eating at him so much. Pajeta he's been after, so quiet lately. After the win, Pajeta threw up three fingers for the third time that he's beat uh, Israel Adesanya. This time, it may be the fourth time. What does Izzy do if he loses this fight for the fourth time uh, and he loses to Pajeta back-to-back fights at middleweight? Where does he go from there? That's a great question. You would assume maybe up to heavy, uh, light heavyweight, but I think he's a little too light in the britches for that still. Well, he could, he could take a year off and, and try to get to that weight. I mean, John Jones took off three years, but look how good he looks there. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, are you picking Izzy in this fight? Where, where are you going on this one? I mean, if you watch the last fight, Izzy was basically winning until he got caught. Remember that time that uh, he, Kamar Usman was winning that fight until he got caught? Yeah, and that's exactly where I was going because everyone thought, oh, well, you know, we know Kamaru had it won, so he's probably going to do the same thing. And then he didn't, and it didn't. So now you think, well, Izzy will do the same thing, and maybe he won't, and it won't. Maybe he will, and it won't. Who the hell knows, man? That's what we love about the sport, that we have no idea what's going to happen. The, the good thing, if I was Izzy, right, is that I would take the, uh, take the lesson that I just watched, I just learned from Kamar Usman, that you can't just go rest on your laurels and say that, hey, I was winning that fight for five rounds until I wasn't winning that fight. Uh, you, you got to come in. You got to train. You got to do something different in order for you to got to evolve. Yeah. to be able to beat a guy like Alex Pajeda. And and I don't. Do I think we're gonna go see Alex ba- or Izzy try to wrestle him and take him down? I don't because that's not his game. Uh, but there are some moments in that fight that uh, he could have finished him, and and maybe we'll see lightning in a bottle, and, and that come early uh, for Izzy this time. I, I'm picking an Izzy win. Yeah, he did almost finish him at the end of the first round there. So if he's thinking, well, I came this close, I just have to do more of that. That's where he could go, well, maybe he's seen that now and he's got it solved. And you better come with something new and better. And that's what we have to see is how that game plan works out. Yeah. We, you know, Eddie, you and I have talked about Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal a few times as, as we've been kind of that, that finish of the Leon versus 
uh, Kamaru fight and, and Colby and who deserves the fight. Obviously, Jorge wins. He deserves the fight. I think if he loses, he I think he's been talking about, uh, you know, retirement. He said that this could be the last time out if he, if he loses this fight. It's possible, but if you saw the uh, turnout at Gamebred Boxing 4, he might need to stick around for a little bit longer because that might not be his retirement plan. A, a fight I'm super excited about, Adrian Yanez versus Rob Font. Huge step up, huge step up for Yanez. The guy's a player, the guy's a threat, someone who I'm, I'm a big fan of. And so uh, I, I think that this is going to be a great fight, and this, is, this should be a coming out parter, party for, uh, for Yanez. Are you just glossing over Rob Font? I, no, Are you what, calling him a gatekeeper? That's well, what, he, what? He, Rafan is a gatekeeper. Uh, what are you doing? Rafan is a gatekeeper, but I do think that that's why it's, that's why I said it's it. number a, six. It's a big step up for Yanez. That's that's yeah. what that, that's what that means when I say that it's uh, that he's a big step up, acknowledging the step up. But you're still picking him to win. I am picking him to win. I think this is this is the opportunity that Yanez has been looking for. Well, he better take advantage of it because at twelve, if he doesn't win. He's just gonna drop. He might drop out of the top fifteen. Out, out of the rankings for you, uh, Kevin Holland coming off of that loss to uh, to uh, Hamzat Shemaya fighting Santiago Ponzinibbio. That's, that's a good fight there. And then Kelvin Gastelum versus. Chris. Oh, I didn't even realize it. Michelle Watterson on the fight card. Yeah, you just gonna skip over the karate hottie? No, I wouldn't. I would never do that. So you got uh, Gerald Merchart versus Joe Pfeiffer. Cynthia Calvillo fighting on there. Uh, this oh, overall, didn't realize that. This is a uh, overall good fight. Uh, over in PFL two, it's the oh, second yeah. fight. You got uh, Larissa Pacheco versus Julio Bud, uh, Bruno Capaloza uh, versus Matthias Scheffel and Matthew Scheffel. Uh, no, uh, you got Biagio Ali Walsh on there as well. No, Kayla Harrison. That's going to be kind of weird not having Kayla in this tournament this year. Right, but you do have other heavyweights. You got Jorgen De Castro. And Ahen and Fajera both uh, competing on the main card. and But yeah, and that Biagio Ali Walsh, that's a, a Muhammad Ali's grandson. It is. But that's the amateur bout. It is an amateur bout. They're, they're bringing him along yeah. slowly, which is good. Aspen yeah. Ladd Aspen Lad fighting on the prelims. Yeah, that is surprising too. We yeah. will see there. So, well, Eddie. Oh, Maurice Green. You remember him? I do remember Maurice Green. That that is true. So, well, Eddie, this was fun, man. This was fun talking Endeavor, talking uh, UFC, WWE, guys. Thank you so much for listening tonight. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons, maybe a little bit of Eddie Cross as well. Uh, don't forget, you got Shakur Stevenson versus Shuchiro Yoshino. That's on ESPN Plus this Saturday as well. We are proud to be the MMA show of Texas. Follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter on Instagram, on Facebook. Have a great week. We will talk to you later. Keep safe. Be nice to each other. Stay positive and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you till we meet again.